0: Welcome, ladies and gents, to the Grim and Bloody Podcast. This show is a presentation of horror, thriller, and suspense and is intended for mature audience.
1: Join us at your own risk. Thank you for joining the Grim and Bloody Podcast. Uh, Happy to have you tonight. Uh, Joining me, as usual, Joe Flynn, Creativity. How are you doing, Joe? Doing
2: well. Al Omega. Creature Feature Show. How are you doing, Al? Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm holding up, getting ready for San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, oh, we gotta
1: mention that. And Kevin Nicholson, writer for We Belong Dead magazine. As a pleasure, always a pleasure, Kevin. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. And tonight's guest, Mick Strong, production designer extraordinaire. Uh, He's got a long list of credits, but some of the notable ones for you horror fans. uh, Blade. Nightmare on Elm Street, 3 and 4, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original Candyman. Uh, we can go on and on, um, but let's just jump right into it. mixed Strong, everybody. Thank you for joining. That guy's a tool. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say right off the bat, I thought when I, you first came into our Zoom, I thought Greg Nicotero hopped in and my heart like skipped a beat. I'm like, oh shit, wait a minute. Did we just get trolled. <laughs> before,
0: guys, before we start, before we all start, yes, can sir. we say that a screen icon was lost uh, today? James Caan, uh, you know, who did do for us horror fans? He did do Rollerball. He did do Alien Nation. But what a long career and a fine actor. And whether you're a horror fan or not, or just a fan of film probably have a James Khan favorite film in your uh, on your list
1: doesn't come amen. on so amen
0: we dedicate this show to Jim Khan you did good Jim. anyway go ahead
1: mix wrong well, everybody um, I guess from right off the bat um, I don't know where we start with, with such credits behind the name but we'll, we'll start with the obvious and we'll just work our way there uh, what got you into production design? Uh,
3: <laughs> that that's <laughs> a that that's a good question. I just, uh, y- you know, I I was one of those guys that just wandered from thing to thing to thing. Were you the kid? Were you the kid growing up who needed to find
0: out how Dracula disintegrated into into no. dust?
3: N- you know, the weird thing about no. this. We're thinking about this is, is I I think that everybody from my generation uh, grew up uh, uh, watching uh, old TV, on TV, TV that kept rolling, you know, like Chiller and and all these, Mm -hmm. you know, you you got, if you were uh, up late, you you know, you got to see all the great older uh, uh, horror films, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And, and so that we were all we were all raised on like Dracula and, sure. and Frankenstein and yeah the invisible man and the swamp thing and, and all the rest of sure. those and and that was more of my experience um I actually came my sister was a costume designer in New York uh in off 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 Broadway uh plays you, you know 50 seat theaters and stuff you know where you uh you she used to sell handbags on the corner so that she could go to work <laughs> i had an uncle yeah. that
2: was a producer on broadway too so i i completely get this
3: well mm-hmm. the, the thing is is she got a job or or, or she, one of the directors that she used to work with got a job um it, he was canadian and, and uh, uh, the canadian safety bureau uh wanted to make this you know sci-fi commercial and so they grabbed him and and he, and he had very little experience and so they flew him to the coast and, and the first thing that he does is 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 see your natural the way that you defend yourself in a film is that you immediately hire somebody that you know is not going to let them know that you have no idea what you're doing and then, it, and that careens all the way on down the line as far as you possibly can go, except for this was being produced by uh, the members of Apogee. So Apogee, I, I don't know if you know who, but Apogee, the company itself, was uh, uh, created by Dykstra, um, originally to uh, do all the effects for um, uh, things like Blade Runner, and uh, and the original Star Wars, right? so yeah. so to make this commercial they they couldn't get their normal union people so they got us and uh and I came on and and uh, I created a bunch of just really strange uh we got on as panders right she was the head pander so she had to hire she had to hire me uh, to run the panders because because I wasn't gonna let them let on that uh, she didn't know what she was doing, and uh, we bumble our way through it. Uh, I, I, uh, it was very futuristic, and, and basically what we did is we we had this uh, robot, uh, the, uh, the small robot. You you can look up PlaySafe, uh, and you'll see this futuristic robot spinning through all. You know, in these slow-motion filming, and and basically what we did is we built these sci-fi looking tubes, huge tubes, like thirty-five feet high, and 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 she would do these flips and stuff, uh, in a, in a robot suit, through all these tunnels, and then uh, and, and it was our job to make it look like uh, to look amazing. And what I didn't know was I knew how to tell other people to make things look amazing. And, I, and, I, and I've been doing it ever since. Fantastic. You know, I mean, you know, but it, it was back in the day, you know, where, where uh, not everybody knew what you did. <laughs> you could sit down and you could write a resume out. And um, as long as you uh, had like half of your facts right, uh the rest of it could be explained oh well it hasn't come out yet right yes all right. the thing is is there wasn't this overwhelming uh uh internet web to uh to uh, to find you out right so we were we were all on our honor and and the thing is is you were only as good as uh as all the lies that you could uh fulfill <laughs> and and i was good at it i was good at fulfilling lies yeah just kept on going you know that you you know honest to god i have had so many i i have created so many cliches that actually uh came true uh like um uh fake it until you make it i actually did an elevator pitch to do to be the production designer slash art director on nightmare on street three And I actually talked Jerry Olson into it between the first floor and the eighth floor as I was going to drop a bill off for working for uh, all the uh, pre-work that I did with the effects company uh, with Peter Chesney, because I ran his shop for a while, with Peter Chesney. And I actually uh, sold myself within eight floors and got the job.
0: Now that's a pitch.
3: Hey hey I hadn't even seen Nightmare on Elm Street 3. <laughs> I haven't I hadn't even seen Nightmare 1 or 2. They there are they were classes for
2: how to make an elevator pitch.
3: Yes. Well, they they literally had they they literally had oh. to like have them uh queued up at a uh uh at a a lab, you know, that had a, a you know, the little um the little theaters that they have for uh, showing dailies and stuff hmm. and, and I sat there and watched Nightmare Elm Street 1 and 2 to catch me up
0: nice I just posted the uh, uh, an Im- a link to the image for the play safe ro- uh, you know robot
3: I painted that now, robot, if... that was the first thing I ever did <laughs> oh, now, nice. if,
0: if Anth- I don't know if Anthony could, if you could like I don't know, can you post that on the show or yeah. uh, let's, let's just see that's, we're going to post it okay. right now. Yeah. Right now.
1: They at
0: it. Yeah. You yeah. won't now. be able to
1: see it now, but they will be able to see it later. When okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, well, but well,
3: anyway, that was the that was the first ever thing that I did, you know. Uh, and so then on Nightmare on Elm Street 3, the first almost one of the first things that happened was I, I got into a meeting um and we and we were all talking about how uh Bob Shea was saying, look, I don't want this to be, I think I have a great product, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. But the second one did not come out the way that he wanted and wasn't getting quite the returns that he wanted. And so he said, now, I want I want all my department heads to come together and I want... I, I, I. So we went through a series of meetings and and we basically came down to changing three things. Um, and one of the biggest problems that you have in this is is that uh, they had a Superman problem with Freddy, right? You guys know what a Superman problem is.
1: Like no? you, just so
3: uh, powerful and unkillable, and right? Drained the right, head. exactly. I, I, I mean, you, you, it, it's why in the end Superman isn't always your best uh, 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 superhero character, because it's it, it's it, you know if it wasn't for kryptonite it wouldn't be interesting at all but it's all comes down to one thing right because other than that he's omnipotent well the superman problem you have with freddy was that you know eventually everybody has to go to sleep and freddy wins Ta-da! so what west did is west changed the story lines to have um kristen pull in other people okay that's kind of a game changer. So that kind of, uh, so, you know, she pulls in people to help her and and that kind of like, that kind of helped with the Superman problem. And it also helped with the fact that, you know, what do you do after the first one, right? Because it's no longer, uh, it's no longer a surprise. So then the second thing was uh, everybody decided that Robert England. They were going to let Robert England off the chain, Um, that they were going to go with the ability they had of a real actor um, to uh, to actually add some uh, some humor and some edginess to the to the uh, project. Right. So they let him they let him uh, improvise a lot of his lines in there okay and and also to be to be more character to spend a little bit more time on screen to be more of a character right and then the third thing was me is they asked well you know what would you do different and I said well I would I would take it away from being shooting on location and I would uh, I would take the dream sequences uh, uh, and 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 make these dreams more, to to create different worlds. You know, it, it, it's funny because I, I, I guess my overriding uh, idea of the first one, uh, of Nightmare on Elm Street three, was that uh, I wanted to see it as a journey, right? I wanted to see it as uh, as Sinbad the sailor, right? Uh, something something uh, like. Uh, like they have, they have a journey together that they're getting from one place to the other, and and that we're gonna go into these, you know, amazingly different worlds. And, and the way I, I kind of described it at, at time was, uh, well, I I wanted I, I wanted to be as different as is like, kind of going into a very strange uh, carnival. Uh, you, you know in the parking lot of a, a of a beat up uh uh k7 uh kmart right you know that idea yeah. you know and and then when we went on to four i just kind of flipped it and said well you know now we're going to disneyland <laughs> yeah so we did bring everything onto stages so that so that we could make things and 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 we kind of like uh Elongated some of the sequences so that we were going from one place to the other, like we went down the circular staircase down to to Freddy's hell Uh, that you know we had the door pier and a lot of that stuff Um, I. Conceived it the idea of it and then and then built it and and went from there, so that 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 was kind of kind of the difference that I saw And I I I saw both three and four as being uh, journeys.
2: <clears throat> uh, now, go ahead thank you I was going to say well we, we talked a little bit before all this about what exactly is a production designer
3: ah well there you go uh, y- you know uh, a production designer is somebody that that goes in, uh, I tell you every film is production design just there's some that it's super apparent and, and a lot that that it isn't super apparent. But let's put it this way. Um, Bo Welsh and Batman, right? The very first Batman. It was, it's a completely different world, right? So absolutely everything has gotta be different. Everything has gotta be, so, you know, the dark look and all the rest of that, that's thats a look that, that you immediately know had a production designer behind it in, in order to conceive of that whole everything to make sure that the vehicles were right, to make sure that the costumes were right, that you know, the production designer pulls all that together, pulls the sets together, the locations, and and, and that one was was absolutely apparent. But production d- designer's job, for the most part, most of the time, is not to be so apparent, but but to still do the job anyway. So you're going to be the one that manipulates the sets, manipulates the locations, manipulates the wardrobe, um, manipulates the special effects. Me in particular, um, having come from special effects and coming from construction and coming from uh, that sort of thing, my strongest points happened were the connections between special effects and sets and locations and all the rest of this, which particularly for Nightmare on Elm Street three and four, were particularly a huge part of it. But but that's that's our purview. Our pur- purview is everything that you see that isn't uh, uh, that isn't a director talking, uh, is actually either picked by me or picked by somebody that. Proved everything through me. And uh, and more of my direct uh, overview would have been uh, for the sex and sets and the locations and the props. And, and, uh, uh, and in my case, the effects.
2: Did you ever have a, a time when you said, okay, I, I'm going for this feel or whatever. And the props guy just came up with something that was completely not
3: what you wanted? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely all the goddamn time okay uh, just you just have no idea you know it, well, it, it really takes you know it, it really takes a lot you, you know it, it it's funny because uh somebody asked me well how do you remember all that stuff and keep it all going and i go well you can't write it all down because uh if you did by the time you got to the bottom of the list <laughs> you would be yeah. done with the film <laughs> Because it's an enormous list, and, and, and what it is is, I usually remember it all by building a film in my head, and then uh, and then working off of that, and then I would change it as as things would change, and then I would take those changes and re-manipulate them to look like what they're supposed to look like. Then I would just pack that into the film that I was running in my head, just keep running it and running it and running it. Awesome. Oh, I do.
0: Go ahead. Right. Go
2: ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, no, I was going to say what was the hardest film for you to work on?
3: Uh Blade was a nightmare. Blade because the director was a uh, complete piece of shit and, and 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 I I was brought in uh along with Lou Carlucci to do mechanical effects and uh and then I was given the, uh, the uh, a blood sequence uh, you know, the uh, very beginning, you know, sequence where we had 35, we had 3,500 gallons of blood. We had to test it. it. It was, you know, we had to have filtration systems and huge pumping systems. And, 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 you know, you, you think that they were coming down that, that we were u- using uh, like fire sprinkler heads, but they actually weren't. We actually, found a dough mixing head that was exactly twice as big as like actually the fire ones because we were pumping a highly viscous fluid through it. And, and, and it was so much harder to deal with, you know, it, and I wouldn't let go because I was said, yeah, we're going to use something that thick. We're, we're going to you we want it to look, you know, just like something different. Uh, as opposed to, uh, uh, as opposed to something uh, uh, like um, the Evil Dead, I think that we we actually pulled a record for the most blood ever used. Uh, a lot of people claim that Evil Dead did, but basically that just looked like runny red water. And and if you remember the sequence red from Blade, it didn't water. look like runny red water. Yeah. No, I was also going to say Dead Alive. As well, exactly. Yeah, it's you know toss up
2: between those three. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm <laughs> not taking any sides. I just think, to. I
3: just think that I really fucking did it better. And there you go. Oh,
0: I, I wanted to ask hear about,
1: you, about, you, about your. Uh, oh, sorry. Kevin. Uh,
0: I wanted to ask uh, about uh, one of my favorites, one the seminal, um, you know, horror film of the '90s, was Candyman. Ah. And you got to, uh, you know, you talked about the problems that you had with Blade and you got to work with what, with who I've understood was the, uh, was the, the actor's director, the, uh, you know, the, the, the crew director, Bernard Rose in, uh, in the original, uh, you know, Candyman. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I had a
3: unique, I had a unique situation in Candyman. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a call, a call from my agent uh, said, you know, uh, there's, there's a, a, a film that's already going and, and they're having some problems and, 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 you know, you need to go down and, and talk to this guy. And, and, and I went and I talked to this producer and he's saying, well, you know, we probably, uh, I have, I don't have a great fit with the art department with the rest of the film, and uh, and y- you know you can come in, you can do anything you want, uh, you could even completely take over the film as a production designer. I don't care. Um, wow. I just want to get it worked out, and I go, okay, well, you know, uh, I it made a deal, and I was going to show up the next day, but as I'm walking out of the office, I notice that they're filming on a stage. You know just just right around the corner right on the same lot right and so i just tripped this is this was before before you know lots became like super security kind of thing, places this is back all in right. the day right I just walked down and, and walked onto the stage and as i walk into the stage uh and there's there's a certain uh tradition of, of walking onto a, 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 a stages are, are dark all day long right you know, And you walk from the California sunshine into the stage and you have to stand there for a moment. Your eyes have to adjust, right? And, and I'm standing there waiting for my eyes to adjust and this this, this guy wearing jodhpurs, uh, uh, older guy comes running around the corner of, of this set because I can see the back of the set. He run, comes running around the corner and, he, and, he, and off to my uh, left is uh, the craft service table. and runs over. craft service table and grabs the coffee grabs the the jug of coffee and 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 splits back around the corner and i was thinking to myself well okay you know i'm just here to see what's going on i'm following that coffee so i go i go back around the corner as i come around the corner to the set and the set turns out to be uh, the the building um uh the, the big, nice apartment, right? And I come around the corner and the entire crew, I mean, virtually everybody that's in the building and most of the actors are behind the camera and I see them first. And, and they're looking back over Over the corner and and I come all the way around the corner. There's that older woman and an, and the guy I just saw on the job first. Um, and both of them, uh, one of them has the decaf, and one of them has the regular coffee, and they're trying to uh, splash each other with the hot coffee. And I was like, huh, well, ain't that a hell of a thing? Yeah? And, uh, it, it, and it was hilarious because I don't know if you've, if you've ever actually tried to do that before, but but what happens is, is as as you thrust forward that that it pitches up and around and, and winds up splashing coffee on you <laughs> so both of them are are like are, are like you know ow, 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 like because they're actually hurting each other they're probably like about four feet apart <laughs> and and not actually managing to get coffee on the other person but but burning themselves constantly and I was like, oh that's a, no, that's a hell of a thing. And uh and I you know I I walked back out of the stage and I got to thinking about it. And I and I and I went back into the production the producer's office and I and I get back into the uh office and go, yeah, what can I do for you? And I go, you know, I just went back on the stage and when I said that I just went back onto the stage. When I said that, he just deflated like like I had like I had Punctured a balloon, he just went. Ugh. He said they're fighting, aren't they? I said, Well, yeah, I i gotta talk to We're, we're gonna renegotiate here. <laughs> you, you gotta sit down, you gotta let me know exactly what you want and what my job is because what I saw in there is that's just fucking weird. <laughs> and, and so, here's what my job was my job was to uh helped the art department out. You know, I I had to design a couple of sets myself and, and, and I did the toilet, uh, the, the, the bathroom, Chicago bathroom was on the stage and, and, and the, the jail cell or something. But, but, but it wasn't like really big major stuff. But my job was, <laughs> I had a radio and no matter what, no matter when, if uh, if I got called to set, my job was to come in and to get in between the uh dp uh and, and the production designer uh and uh and stop them from killing each other Good God. And, Good and it was fucking hilarious and it was the best job i've ever had i mean it was huh. just like i got paid a fortune to do that and just sit there and and and, and you know i'm I'm kind of a big personality, anyway, right? You know, so that that was like right up my line. <laughs> I could laugh in both of their faces, yeah. <laughs> I noticed uh,
1: in looking at your 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 uh, credits, Mick, that you did work on the Lawnmower Man.
3: Yeah, that's a well, movie that nobody's brought that, we, that up in years. We have never
1: talked about it here. That is one of the uh, most we know the scariest kind of futuristic movie. Uh, I, I work for a company that we, we do Second Life virtual world, uh-huh. uh, which is just ironic because I Lawnmower Man was one of the earlier uh, movies I saw. As a you kid. know,
3: what, you um, know what my job was in Lawnmower Man?
1: What'd you do?
2: <laughs> the the, gears, the lawnmower.
3: the, the rig? <laughs> oh, the you rig. did the rig. Yeah, the rig. Oh, that <laughs> thing was amazing. <laughs> And that was back. Uh, we built that basically. You know, we kind of started with a toy because there was a toy. There was a there was like a quote unquote exercise thing, uh, uh, an exercise that that did one axis, right? And we just basically bought two of them and put the one axis inside of the other, so they go everywhere. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with that. and the art director and i both really liked the grateful dead and so we would come in and and and, 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 anytime anybody would come in we would both you know we would because i always had like this huge macintosh amplifier that i would bring onto the stages and 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 you know with a with a couple jbl stacks on either side you know the old days right you know but yeah uh, and and just run run you you know, the way that we talk is, is, is yeah, yeah. you know, Philly Spectrum, <laughs> Philly, Philly Spectrum in 84. Oh, yeah, first show. Yeah. Se- second set, first show, man. Oh, God damn. You also man. did Critters. Critters, yeah, too. Critters, too, yeah. yeah I built the town. Wow. They had a problem. What happened was, is they had a town back in the Midwest that they were going to, um, that they literally kind of like bought the town, right? And they were going to shoot it all in this town. And uh in September they got an unseasonable snow storm that just oh, no. never stopped. It just snowed and snowed and snowed and snowed. Your movie and better call for snow. got up five, <laughs> five, 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 five weeks before they were filming and they had they had no town to film it in. And uh it, it, and they gave me so a built a on town. It so we built a town we we literally rented this place out in bouquet canyon up north of l.a and uh, it, it was it was like this big uh it was a school that was right next to this huge crowned field you know and um so it was kind of up on a hill and um and literally we just we uh we kind of used a couple of the buildings of the school the back of the buildings to, uh to uh kind of like support part of it off of but uh that it, you know i mean we actually have multiple stories of, of just facades all the way around it just um uh, and, and we had to build that in five weeks and then walk away from it and i thought that we did a really good job because man there's a lot of people like or like. Yeah, no, no we, we know where that town is. I said, really? Yeah, you really? You do, right? Huh? <laughs> yeah. But
0: I wanted to ask you because you worked on something that was a rather notorious uh, production.
3: Uh-huh. Wait, wait, let me guess. Hmm? Uh, uh, Fantastic Four.
0: Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> so
3: nailed smart.
0: it. <laughs> you're smart. <laughs> never this I film gets made <laughs> and it never sees the light of release.
3: You know I, I'll tell you something and, and I've talked to Oli about this on several occasions Oli Sassoon is the director he's a good friend uh-huh. of mine and, and we talk about this all the time and he is so bitter yeah, that that, that film didn't get released released at the time and, and, and the thing is is because of constraints of the money and so forth uh, <laughs> let's just put it this way I don't think that it would ever have been seen by as many people <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if if it had been released. Is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that good, huh? Yeah. But it's just, it's, no, it's, it's an underground, it's an underground thing, right? Still well, to this day.
0: It has, I tell you what, it has a script there. It, what it doesn't have is the Fest. budget, as you said. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't it's have. That. A,
3: but, but you know what? I have to tell you this. It, and, and and not only did I wind up, you know, did we wind up doing that? Uh, I, I mean, literally. Uh, uh, I, Corman says that he did it for a million dollars, and and it, you know, when Corman tells you he does something for a million dollars, that means that he that means that it cost him twelve thousand. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm telling you, I thought though. That in the end we did a pretty good job, considering the budget. Uh, and is that was the thing? What you people if you
2: know, people complain? Oh, this movie's not that good, or, or something. And you say, no, you don't know what we had to work with. Yeah, this movie's well, great.
3: You know, I I, I think that I, I think that uh, somebody could come in and 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 redo the uh, the uh, optical effects uh adopted little effects were terrible they, they they had so many problems with that they 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 had this bullshit guy that kept talking about um, yeah i know we're gonna do everything with computers right and this was back in the day boy this was back when when uh cgi was like uh in its utter infancy and the when thing people is we're it, still using star wipes it was what when people were still using star wipes Exactly. exactly <laughs> <laughs> and, and this guy had no idea what he was doing and and and, and he's oh set extensions that's no problem you know uh, uh, we'll do them all on the computer and stuff and he was a, and then he just took the money and ran. and uh and basically what I did was I, I built all the ex- the ext- all the extensions and miniatures and all the rest of this and and, and wound up shooting uh, all the second unit stuff and uh uh you know just uh um, it was a lot of, it, it was it was a lot of fun uh it, it was uh so low budget though you know you like, can you know, say
0: that you worked with Corman
3: yeah you know yeah. I like to say that. <laughs> actually <laughs> Corman was never on the set however oh, yeah. I did see him I did see him once I finally met him uh we, we had filmed half of it and we were going on I, I I mean it was all made by certain agreements you know certain contracts and I think that we had to, we had started in November and literally had to have half of the film shot by uh, the end of the year, right? which is just crazy, right? But we managed to do it. And and as as we were going on hiatus for like four or five days, uh, I went into the Mole Man's Lair. I, I was going around closing everything up, right? And I went over to the Mole Man's Lair stage, um, you know which is which was an old abandoned uh lumber company uh, uh w- went over to the other stage and was checking the doors that they're locked and as i'm walking away there's this old man sitting on a chair with a notepad in front of him looking at the set and scribbling stuff down and uh and and i i didn't recognize him i really didn't know who core i i mean i knew of corman i didn't know uh him from a banana skin and uh I, I, I climbed i climbed up on the on the set uh and said hey uh we we gotta we gotta go i mean we're out of here for four days uh and he goes uh oh that's okay uh i'll lock it up for you and i go yeah, okay and who are you and he introduces. he says hi i'm roger and i go okay well i'm mick i'm your production designer here and he goes oh i really like the set uh, I'm writing another film for it right now. <laughs> <And> it <laughs> turns out, turns out, uh, uh, I left, came, came back four days later. Uh, it had been completely <laughs> repainted. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> and they had shot on it. They had shot the film that he literally must have written it yeah. that night, right? Wow! And, that's and, what he, that's what he does. It, that's what he did, and, and he literally shot, you know, a, a film, and they repainted all the sets, and we had to paint them all back, and you know. <laughs> continue on our merry way and then and then Olie grabs yeah that that film was uh, that film was such a great long series of, of weird stories right you know well
0: that's that's roger you know roger was a guy that's how the movie the terror got made is yeah. because he had two days left uh with uh this and this castle's you know, this castle location, his castle set. And he had Boris Karloff under uh, under contract still. right That's So he right. decided let's make let's churn out another film. That's, yeah, oh he, in, in two, two days.
3: He used to put them together from different the terror. films and stuff, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, but, last uh, the last woman on earth. They were filming that and I forget, but they came up with an entire another movie for them to do in between takes of the other movie.
3: Yeah. I yeah,
2: that's what trust, it is. Me say,
3: trust me when I say, I, I, I did, I, I. You know, if you put up, um, hot set, tape. You know, there's tape in, in California. You know, like a, a yeah, a, like yellow tape that you would put up a, at a crime scene. Only it says hot set. You know, and the thing is, is in L.A., it's, it's, it's like a filmmaker would never cross a hot set, tape unless they were so experienced that they worked at Who <laughs> who's that now can I ask about yeah. a
2: movie you worked on an unusual film uh, a series actually and I loved it actually um uh, I, I used to talk to uh, uh, all these martial artists and so forth and we talked about this movie with a pacifistic hero in it
3: mantis. Mantis was a god, what a great, great Love the car. I, I hated that I hated what they did with the series, but if yeah. you but the the first film of it, which is what I did, right? I, I designed that first film and the lair and the car and the whole bit and I, I thought that we absolutely knocked it out of the park. I thought uh, it was great. And and then they and then they immediately took it up to Canada yeah and the thing is is they always do it they always did it that that way uh at the time is like uh you know you can come in and and you're gonna get the uh you get to do the uh the the first one uh and and we're gonna you'll be the production designer for the whole thing right and uh, uh yeah and it went to canada and the thing is, is, it was all black crew, right? Uh, it was all black cast. It was all black crew. There, there weren't any production designers really that were, that that were, around that that were. There were very few that were uh, of color, and, and so I got that job, which was really interesting because they they did a group photo uh, of of all of us together, and I got to feel what it's like to be the one. Uh, person of color in a group on a film photo because they made the photo out black and white, you know? And they, so they adjusted the, the uh, black and white for everybody's faces um, other than mine. And I was a glowing orb right in the middle of the- uh, You're a burnt out pixel. Totally, just just absolutely. Just, uh, just it it, it it looked like I had, like it was still being beamed down from, you know, uh, the enterprise. Yes. but but that was a good film that was a good film yeah i loved it yeah no yeah i i thought we did a great i talked up a lot yeah i oh. thought it looked i thought it looked really good i thought you know all, all the act guy talk, talk about you know uh, uh all the actors and actresses that came from that uh it oh yeah ama- it's just an amazing group
2: if only that had worked with uh frankenstein the college years if only I had worked with Frankenstein,
3: the college year. <laughs> that was just terrible.
0: Well, yes, I got. I got to ask you, and this is a non-horror related, uh, you know, question, but maybe depending on how you look at it, uh, you did some work on a little film called Boogie Nights.
1: Oh. I want to
0: ask you: Did you have anything to do with the prosthetic that Mark uh, that going. Mark Wahlberg wears?
3: Knew okay. you were going there. Let me tell you something. We got that I was, I was working you don't have it. to answer. that No, I was working <laughs> I was working uh, uh, with FTSFX and, and and I was one of the leads and they got in they got in this call uh, and uh, the, the woman at the, at the desk hands me a script and says, you got to get across town right now uh, because uh, it, here, here's the script. Uh, they're doing the production meetings right now and the production meeting is when uh everybody sits around all, all the, the department heads sit around the table and the first ad reads th- through the script and they read a scene and they say okay they then they break it down and everybody talks back and forth until they decide who's going to do what on that scene and then they go to the next page right i walk in just as it's starting and thing is is that happens a lot like there's always a couple of people that walk in that just finally they get it together to hire them just the day of the show the day that they're doing uh the read-through right and so what you do is you always do the same thing is you take you you have one script and then you take one off the pile, right and you lay the you, you lay the main script open it up and you burn you turn page by page with the first ad but then down on your lap, you're trying to get three pages ahead, right? You know, you're trying to like read that down there, right? And so I'm reading along, and all of a sudden I, and and I read this. It's like uh it, it, character uh, Dirk Diggler pulls uh, his 12-inch dick out of his pants, and I and I lit- I literally did this. I was looking down, and I looked up like this. And the and the prop master, who's an old friend of mine, sitting right straight, looking right at me, right. And then he and he goes, yeah. And here it is. And he reaches down and he pulls up this bag. <laughs> this is a brown paper bag. He lays it down the middle of this table and 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 then puts it. He he and I were sitting like right across from each other, right in the middle of the table. You know, probably uh, twenty people around this table, right? And then he just reaches in and just pulls the bag off the dick <laughs> and i'm looking at him <laughs> wow i was like huh huh <laughs> work. yeah it's a it, it's i swear know. to god i was just fucking confused because you just never had you know that not if it comes up I mean, I mean if it comes up it's like oh we're gonna uh we're just gonna uh, focus on his butt Right, you know, or something like that. Right, you know, you're never just gonna see the dick, right? And I swear to God, it's it's just all we just looking at, it and all I can think of myself. Well, well, you're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy.
1: Oh, look at that! There's a giant dick on my table.
2: Well, you know, if you're in LA doing movies, there's always gonna be a giant dick in the room anyway.
3: Well, so, yes, yeah. exactly. But this we gotta get used to that. But but this one was all by itself. <laughs> they all but it did didn't you have anybody those, attached to it?
0: <laughs> did you have one of those moments, where you said, "This is why I got into show business"?
3: <laughs> Damn, yeah, you know, it's like, wow, I never worked on one of these films before. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 and cut to, cut to the the, the sequence uh, where Big Bill Macy shoots himself. All uh, right, yeah. the long party shot before that. I'm not going to go into the whole thing because we really don't have that much time for the whole story. But we wound up sitting. I I wound up sitting next to uh, two other guys inside of this little this little uh, laundry room, right? Uh, watching uh, this th- this guy screw this girl, right? And and I swear to God, this, this guy was hung. It was literally like they just laid a skyscraper on the side, right? <laughs> and just got to see that and had to sit in that room while they were doing that shot again and again and again for 16 hours. Oh, and then geez. and then get out and we had one more shot and that was to shoot uh, Bill, Bill Macy. Macy in the yeah. head. And, and I built the rig that blew the blood up against the wall behind him.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. Glamour of Hollywood. Yeah, the glamour, the, glamour,
3: the, the joy, the joy.
1: I'm sure the actor was like, you know, I don't think we got that right, guys. We can roll it again. And It didn't.
3: Well, you know, the problem with it was this: is that it so, feel many, right. so many things Lighting had to happen. Off. So many things had to happen before the guy comes. Basically, we, we were operating a blow darts with a little wax pellets, so and you you blow it. You can blow one pellet, and it looks like somebody gets shot. Right. In the end. They actually didn't even come into that room. Uh, they they cut it away before they came in, where where you actually see the them get shot three times, right? The two people that were that screwing in front of us, and uh, <laughs> I there was a guy that was writing a book um, a couple of years ago And I told him that story, and and and, and, I mean in detail, I told him that story because he wanted to know just about that film. He goes, and at the end of it, he goes, "Yeah." And I told him that story, and he goes, "Yeah, okay, okay, all right." And um, I was a hundred percent convinced that uh, that he, he didn't believe me. Right? Two months later, I get a phone call from the guy. He goes, "Oh my God!" He says that. that was absolutely right. See, you, you absolutely—you told me exactly what happened in that room, and I—I I couldn't believe it. He says, "But I just interviewed the woman that was there." <laughs> it's like, well, there yay, you go. yay! Uh,
1: you know. Before we let you go, Mike, I wanted to talk about um, a oh, film yeah. that uh, you're slated to direct called *The House in the Pines*.
3: The House in the Pines. Yes yes I mean, how's it going it's uh, you know we've uh we've done a lot of the prep um i'm going to be directing it uh we've uh, uh done crazy amounts of prep you know storyboards are out and everything and now we're just waiting for the uh, uh for the money to clear and uh, uh and I'll, I'll i'll go direct it it's 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 really interesting i they came to me uh i read the story uh it was uh it was almost there i really kind of like the i I like the ending which is rare uh because the ending usually usually everybody kind of like works that out well then i got together with them and worked backwards from the ending that i really liked and kind of readjusted it and put the real true horror beats into it and, and changed some characters and stuff and and added some added some new effect sequences and, and one kind of interesting character. And um, and we're kind of like through the worst of the prep stuff and we're just about ready to go. So there you go.
0: Fantastic,
3: man. Yeah. That is awesome, that is awesome. I can't wait to see it. Um, but you know, we, I, I, I'm involved in another show that's called Campfire. Uh, uh, there's just a lot of uh, another film that's called Phobia. You know, the thing is, is if you don't have uh, five films that you're working uh, on prepping, uh, you're never going to work on Monday.
0: I just noticed that you're working on a Star Trek fan film. Oh, we, yeah. If I got a fellow Trek. Are we fellow Trekkies here?
3: <laughs> How can you not? Might be a Trek? few of us here. I, huh? Yeah. So, so. So, if we're all Trekkies, right? Yeah. Can we just talk? Can we just talk about the most recent uh, uh, ver- season of There's... Discovery? Okay. Um, because have not seen just, it yet. You haven't seen it yet? Not yet. No. Well, um, it's, it's, season it's, four. Actually, it's actually like a really long psychotherapy lesson, <laughs> psychotherapy <laughs> session. Right? Right. Who's seen it? right my anime yeah. sessions are about an hour just way too much i mean just just like like wow like i i just i i do like the other one um the strange, strange world new world one. New that's what i world. that's what i'm watching is is awesome it's got it's got like this great concept of of the old uh captain kirk kind of period sure. and, and you know has that kind of look of, you know, uh, of next generation. and, and Star Trek
1: Discovery lost me after season two. It was just, it felt like there's way too many writers in the room that all got to have their ideas, yeah, ideas right, in every right. no, I,
3: I love Strange New World. I, Discovery, I, I liked, I really loved Discovery on the first couple of seasons. But man, then the next. I'm going to tell you,
0: I'm going to tell you one that beats Discovery for me. The Orville. The
3: Orville. Love the, the Orville. Orville. Is <laughs>
0: Star Trek without the name? Yeah. It, it really it is.
3: is, and and you know what? I I have a feeling that Strange New Worlds was a re- direct reaction to yeah. Orville, right? You know, it was was like, oh, well, they went, they they kind of like uh, uh went backwards a little bit, and, and right, it, it works, you know. But um,
0: well, for those but, people like myself who were Seth who were not necessarily big Seth McFarland fans, I'm not really a family guy. I I you people who had uh, a reluctance to appreciate the Orville cuz they were thinking it might be
3: all jokes. Uh no, it it's isn't. Yeah. You know what? It's it it's, it to me it's like Galaxy Quest. It, it's, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> sure. Sure, it's it's got jokes and, it, and it's funny, but it's Obviously done with so much love towards the original. Love and heart. Yeah, it's 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 got the heart of it. And by the way, Galaxy Quest is, is gotta be one of those films that I've like literally seen a thousand times. And it yeah. needs
0: a damn sequel.
3: It's hello, right? You know what? Yeah. It was literally yeah, how are you gonna it, do it. They were well, they, literally they... just days away from starting when uh um, What's his name? Di- Alan Rickman? Yeah. yeah Alan uh-huh.
0: Rickman. They're still talking about it. They're still talking. They're talking about doing something where they where they discuss uh, Dr. Lazarus death uh, and, uh, the, you know, the actor. Uh, hang
2: a lantern on it.
0: Alexander Dane. Yeah. Uh, they're still yeah. talking about doing it. Uh, but I think it's I think it still could work. I think it needs to work. Galaxy Quest is perhaps the first rate Star Trek homage
3: oh yeah it's just absolutely it's
0: uh Tim Allen (laughs) was just just tremendous
3: yeah (laughs) well Sam but Sam Rockwell really uh Sam Rock (laughs) and the character that plays Monk man I mean it's it's like yeah oh that's a that's a hell of a thing I say Sam Rockwell I
2: say guy I just want to see Sigourney Weaver in a stretch suit again, you know. There you go.
0: <laughs> what was it she says when they, um, when they, when she repeats the orders of the computer? Uh, right, and right, the right. And It's says, my job. Do do?
3: it's stupid, <laughs> but it's my job.
0: <laughs> or, or Tim, or Tim Allen saying, uh, when he's facing down that rock monster, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Sam Rockwell saying. You find the rudimentary, you know, you know, he says, try to, try to find its weak spot. What's it he goes, It's made what's of its stone.
3: motivation? <laughs> what is its motivation?
0: <laughs> anyway, anyway, I yeah. go on No, with I'm that.
3: totally with you guys on yeah. that. <laughs> well, Mick, uh, where can everyone find you? Uh, yes. I, uh, I, I try, I try and make sure that nobody finds me at all. Uh, I'm Good only idea. on Facebook. I I have inter- Instagram, but I find it extraordinarily uninteresting. Uh, uh, basic, basically, you, you know what? It, it, I I also have a book out about Nightmare on Elm Street four. Oh, called cool. Behind, it's called Behind the Screams. Uh, if if anybody okay. wants to get a hold of me, uh, I I can sell them. Uh, I sell them for like outrageous amounts of money. It has all these great photos. It's really well built, really well made. It's uh, it was is it basically What I did was I got 40 to 50 people from the film uh, just to talk about the making of the film and, and, and behind, you know, behind the scenes stuff. And then I broke it all down into the kills. And this is prop makers. This is, you know, everything oh, from prop, stuff. prop makers to the prop masters to the every different effects people to the people offices up front you know bob shea robert england everybody that worked there, you know just uh, just sort of like a wider realm of stories than you normally ever hear about it nice. because i thought that that was the most interesting it, it truly was one of the most interesting well, where we find this book been on what where can we find this book uh you have to get a hold of me so it's a long drawn out process you have to actually dm me or, or message messenger me and, where, where and, can we dm you uh, on facebook, on you facebook.
0: this is not through amazon or anything through kindle no or no like
3: that? i've kept it all off of amazon i made a thousand of them i've got about i don't know 120 left and uh, I sell I sell them for outrageous amounts of money, uh, like like 50, 60 bucks, d- depending on the moment. If I if I think I have a real sucker on the line, I'll I'll make it one hundred and twenty, because I don't give yeah. a I'm older, you know. People go, well, I bought it for forty bucks, and I go, well, sue me. I don't give a shit. <laughs>
1: and this is called Behind the Screams by Behind Mr. the Screams,
3: yes um uh, you can get a hold of me and um I, there is a uh i do insult people uh okay. i sign them awesome and, and awesome. i and i insult um i i've called people canadians
2: I, oh, uh, okay. and, uh,
3: I've, I've i i actually i, I one of them I, I i think i said uh I didn't know how to spell your name so I looked your I looked you up on the uh sex offender registry and, <laughs> oh, uh,
0: you're me th-
3: yeah exactly no it's it, 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 it can get pretty evil actually i want to yeah. spend
0: i want to spend an evening with you listening to jerry garcia oh and smoking God. some dudes you know right. just exactly
3: right or you know, smoke
0: a bowl you know just come on It's
1: grim and bloody theater
0: at night please. that's it <laughs> <laughs> then you could tell us the whole story yeah, of boogie nights
3: yeah the whole you know uh, all, all the the corvette that we rigged that was actually you know driven from the back seat you know uh with little kind of yeah. controls down like this up in yeah. that little part back there uh yeah so we could shoot that up and the the room that we uh the room that we rigged with a thousand fucking bullet hits and just blew it to living to living shreds and all the complications that went in on that and yeah that would it was that was a pretty interesting shoot you know for being wow. a non-horror shoot
1: wow uh, awesome yeah well uh before i go ahead and close it make i want to go ahead and give the floor to my co-host and see uh what they're working on what's coming up uh joe you working on anything
2: mm, not mm, anniversary not really.
1: show anniversary show
3: anniversary show is coming up what's so what's the name of your uh podcast our podcast. Uh, this one is the Grim and Bloody podcast.
0: Grim and bloody.
3: Yeah, and but you guys actually have other podcasts going, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Joe
1: uh, does shows on Create TV,
2: uh,
1: locally owned, and uh, he's been. In, how long have you been doing it for,
2: Joe? Twenty-one
3: years. Wow, wow. Nice. Right. I'm an old man. I figured that you could have grown out of it by then, you know. Come on. <laughs> and the owl has his. I did, his plus, own. I don't even do things I like for that long. <laughs> <laughs> there we go.
0: And the owl has his. Uh, the, uh, has a series. What's new on um, Creature Features?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying yeah. I, I have a you know TV show called Creature Features. Uh, we are actually reaching out to a couple more broadcast stations, so a few more oh. people get I get to see me. And uh, of course, getting ready for San Diego Comic Con, and then right after that, Silicon Valley Comic uh, Comic Con, whatever it is, here in San Jose. So busy, busy, busy stuff as always.
3: Well, I also have a a, a podcast called Dream Warrior Review. Oh, which uh, Dream Warrior Review? Uh, Where's yeah, that on Spotify, we, iTunes? We, oh yeah, all of them. Awesome. I mean, you know, I I I actually have an engineer friend that actually knows how to do all that shit. <laughs> I, I don't, have you know fun. what? I, I have made you, you ask me why I don't have things from the shows and stuff it's because I don't care and the same way with my podcast he tells me what to watch I watch it and then I review it you know and and I do my best to be funny and ridiculous and you know what funny and ridiculous I've really gotten down There you go,
2: there you oh, go. And That's
3: my own heart
1: there you go we've be talking with you for hours man jesus christ what are you doing next week really <laughs>
3: <laughs> well you can always uh you, you can always invite me back uh, i think we oh, only went course. through like
1: a quarter of your history that
3: oh yeah no you, you, you there, there there's a lot of there, there there's a lot of more hole there's a lot more holes to trip on and that one, on that street that's
1: <laughs> true uh kevin i, I mean literally
3: kevin? you brought up one that i that i uh hadn't thought of for ages uh
1: Oh, Lawnmower Man! Lawnmower Man, God, uh, one of my favorites, really. I,
3: I, I really uh, hadn't even thought about that forever, you know. You know, th- there was God. the thing. Thing that's funny about it is, is, that you could only be a production designer. It took so long to get the jobs and stuff that, and, and for you know all the stars to align, and so you spent your time. You know, I spent my time doing. All kinds of other creative things for the other six months. I mean, I built the ping. I, I worked. I marked. I worked with uh, Mark Stetson all the time. Uh, like I built the penguins' lair, the miniature lair uh, for all the miniatures. It's. It, it's just I. 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 I kind of like consider my career to be very Zellig like Somehow or other, I was just standing there, at that at that moment, right? You know. <laughs> Well,
0: nice. so the, uh, I think you were asking what I yeah. was going to do. Uh, well, I've got, um, next week. I hope to be getting back the answers to, uh, uh the interview questions for Joe Bob breaks. We have a, uh, a, a deadline to file the article on the 15th of July. And that goes to, uh, the, uh, the fall, um, uh, issue of scary monsters magazine horror hosts talking about all the great uh, horror hosts out of uh uh oh gosh like the last 20 years 30 oh, years yeah. that yeah. kind of thing so i'm waiting for uh, uh for that he's been on a cross-country um appearance uh you know tour so it's kind of hard to get him okay. uh in time to answer the uh, the questions joe bob breaks so i'm doing that um as Alice had been talking about with Comic-Con, I'll be, uh, I'll be making appearances at uh, Creatures Con in August. And then in um, September, I'll be joining up with Nancy Ann Ritter at uh, the uh, California Republic Comic-Con. And one of the guys that you worked with, Mick, uh, Kevin Sorbo, Ooh, will be there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll oh, we'll be, be there touch on
1: Hercules. See?
3: Yeah, there there you go. There that that man, that man didn't even touch on it. That man was beat up by every Maori. It just like it was just like a line of of, of, of inexperienced uh uh Maori uh stuntmen yeah. that just whacked him that fucking pieces. <laughs> oh man. But
2: yeah, I'm this.
3: <laughs> very <laughs>
0: physically fit man though. Very yes. you know, very black hey,
3: like colonial. I got a great little uh Joe, Riggs, uh, Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs story. Yeah. I, I was at a uh, Frankencon and, Con, uh, and <laughs> there was this line that went out the building and around the uh, out the door and around the building. You know, I was like, oh, who are they waiting for? Right. You know, and finally, uh, so Joe Bob and Darcy <laughs> the male girl walks in. And all of a sudden I realized I know Darcy the male girl. Right, and and there's this big old huge line, and finally, you know, it's like gets to be about noon or something, and we've been sitting there forever, and 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 I just got up and I saw a little bit of a break, you know, with all these people coming through, a little bit of a break, and said, "Hey, Darcy, you remember me?" And she goes, "God, Mick! Oh, wow! Because I worked with her on Vengeance." Uh Uh-huh. And. And she came up and she gave me this big hug. And when I turned around, I saw probably a thousand men scowling at me. It was the weirdest thing. It was like, yeah, a thousand jealous people down the road. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, now that was a weird look. <laughs> I had to kind of slink back to my chair and go, huh. So, we'll we won't uh, have that happen. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you, that sort of thing shouldn't well, happen. Well,
2: before we wrap it up, let's go ahead and pass it to Al. Al, you want to take us out? Well, you know me. <laughs> As always, watch horror films, keep America strong. There we go, everybody. Woohoo! Watch Thank horror films. America strong,
1: delight. designer for all the films.
0: <laughs> we'll see art supervisor, um, production designer. Guy who gets coffee. Upcoming for director,
1: <laughs> you were wearing
0: all Art
3: director, hats. producer, author, director, author. Uh, Yeah, I'm
1: interested in that book. We might have to talk.
2: No, oh,
3: well, yeah, mm-hmm. your
0: next book should be the art of throwing coffee in someone's face.
2: Yes, <laughs> you know, with uh, pictures and things, diagrams, <laughs> pictures, flow
3: dynamics. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Suggestions on, on il- illustrations, yes. <laughs> or
0: how to create everyone. a prosthetic, you know. <laughs>
2: The coffers should be as bitter as the people throwing it. Nice. That's not even possible. (laughs)
1: Nice. (laughs) Well, that's our time. Everyone, good night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Grim and Blood. Thank you, Mick.
2: We'll see you next time. Thank you, sir. All
0: right. Thank you.